Now let me turn my phone onto airplane mode real quick because people always be texting me. Sometimes that's me. When I'm recording. I've heard you specifically drop my name. <laughs> that's true. been fun. But it needs to stop. Maybe I should text you right now. <laughs> real quick. Well, it's on airplane mode. Oh, man. So. Haha. Also, like, it's just because my phone is out is the problem. And the, the, the microphone is sensitive. And it's obviously not your fault. You don't know when I'm recording. No. I don't send out a mass text to everyone in my <laughs> everyone in my phone going, I'm recording. Don't text me. I get it's so presumptuous. I get 500 OKs back. And right. Oh. <laughs> it just goes off the whole time. Anyway, this is Hysterical History. I'm Alexis. And I'm not Haley. Oh, no. Who are you? I don't even know. <laughs> I've been asking myself that for 29 years. <laughs> you have a much more masculine voice than Haley does. Do I, though? That's Maybe not a lot more. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's the truth. Um, no, I am Lane. Lane. I am one of Alexis. I don't know if you want to say your full name, so. I don't care. Do okay. you say your full name? Um, no, but, I mean, it's pretty okay. easy to well, figure then, out. that's it. It does on our, like, uh... Like, when we publish it, it will say Alexis and oh. Haley, but it says our last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyways, but yep, I'm Lane. I am one of Alexis's gay best friends. <laughs> yes. Probably her gayest best I friend. I think my only gay best friend. Oh, snap. Yeah. Look at me go. Look at you. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, today we're going to talk about Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison. Really, this one's basically Nikola Tesla versus Thomas Edison. Um, as opposed to, like, just me talking about Nikola Tesla's life. I'm going to talk about specifically him with Edison, which is probably the most interesting part anyway. So. For the record, I like how we're just like, hey, Lane is here, and not acknowledging anything else about my oh, existence and I just mean, moving forward. I this was is like, just a guest, I should say, guest, guest podcast. Haley's not, like, dead or too sick or anything. <laughs> right, they should know that. We're just, uh, we want to try out some guests, and Lane, uh, we let be our first guest, so he's here. Yeah, from my understanding, also, Haley knows a lot about these people. She does. And I know nothing, because I suck at history a lot. Right, and generally, I try to pick topics that Haley doesn't know a lot about, because it's more interesting when the other person doesn't know a lot about what you're talking about. Um, you know, because then you can surprise them. Um, but Haley does know a lot about Tesla and Edison, and so... When we, even when we did the original episode, which we did do this one previously, and then, like, something weird happened with the recording, and it was terrible, and then we couldn't post it. Um, but when we did it originally, Haley, like, I had stuff in here that Haley didn't know, because I, like, put a lot of effort into finding things that she didn't know. Yeah, it still was a lot of, like, oh, yeah, Haley, you know, oh, yeah, and then this happens, and then that happens, and we know, everybody knows. Except for me. Because, yeah, and it's weird because with Haley and I, it's like, because we like history so much, it's like, we assume that everybody knows what we know already. And so it's just like, well, of course everybody knows everything about Tesla. And then I text Lane <laughs> to ask what he knows, and he's like, <laughs> I think that he did something with electricity? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. But first she said, Perfect. oh, I love you. And the whole yes. like, oh, you're so dumb, <laughs> yeah. but you're cute anyways. And I was like, oh, man, how wrong was I? And she goes, oh, no, you were right. You're you right. just said it's so unsure. And I said, y yeah, well, you said, I, I think that he is a scientist with electricity. Maybe I think it had like two qualifiers, <laughs> right. like not sure. And it was amazing. Which is me with all history things. It's fair. But that means today you're going to learn a whole bunch about Tesla. And retain none of it. Uh, and we'll see. Tesla's my second favorite person ever. I want to let you know. Ooh. Or man, I guess. I like to qualify them separately. Oh, yeah. As men and women. Like Joan of Arc would probably beat out Tesla. It's hard. Mm. It'd be close. 
Tesla's my favorite non-Frenchman. What if they physically fought both Joan of Arc and <laughs> Tesla she would for the second place? Him. <laughs> but is it her when she's still like 14 and he when he's an adult? She'd still beat him. Mm. Tesla's not a fighter yeah. physically. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so he was born on July 10th in 1856 in Smidgen. Smilgen? I don't know how to speak Eastern European languages, so it's going to be hard. And, and it, technically, at that time, that was the Austrian Empire. Now, this is in, like, the mid-1800s, and things in Europe are confusing because Austria just be taking over all sorts of shiz, you know? Austrian Empire is very big at the time. It's very small now compared to what it used to be. And so some people claim that he's Austrian. Some people will claim that he's, like, Croatian. Some people will claim that he's um, Bosnian. He's Serbian. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, I'm glad we actually know. Yes. he. Well, ethnically, he's Serbian, and he's living in technically what is now Serbia. Oh. So he is Serbian. But every time these other people try to claim him, it always makes me really sad because I'm like, Serbia doesn't have anybody else. You can't take him away from them. <laughs> no one else famous or cool has ever come from Serbia. And I'm not trying to insult them. No, I it's almost kind of forgot Serbia existed. It's, yep. I think that's really normal as Americans. I'm surprised you know that Serbia exists at all. You know, maybe I'm just making up the fact I knew that. Because you said it with such confidence, I was like, of course everyone knows that. Of course. But yes, Tesla is Serbian. And he's born in 1856. Um, His father is a priest in the Serbian Orthodox Church, so there's some evidence that he's Serbian. Um, and he's the fourth of five children, so he's got a lot of kids. Apparently, if you're a priest in the Orthodox Church of Serbia, you don't you need to be celibate. Great. Good life. Um, in 1873, when he's 17, Tesla gets cholera, and he's in bed for nine months. Because cholera be rough stuff. Yeah. It's really terrible. Because of that, he spends a lot of time, like reading novels and, like, you know, because he can't get out of bed. And um, he reads a lot of um, Mark Twain novels uh, because they're really popular at the time. Okay. And that will be important later. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, uh, his father is very distraught about him being in bed for so long. He's very worried he's going to die. And his son's always showed an interest in engineering, which is becoming really popular in the, like, you know, mid-1800s. Uh, but it's still very, like, cutting edge and, like, it's like getting into computers in the late 80s, early 90s. Right. It's like... It's way before its time, but it's going to be big. It's a big gamble, like, whether or not you're going to succeed or fail or whether or not it's going to be, like, any amount useful to your life. Right. Um, and so probably his dad didn't want him to do it, but he promises him that if he recovers that he'll send him to the best engineering school he can find, which is, I think, just lovely. Especially because I guess he's the fourth of five children, so probably one of his other sons went into the clergy, but generally that was the pattern. Like, if you're, you do kind of what your dad did, generally. Um, So not only him having his own ambitions and stuff, but his dad really supporting it and giving him something to motivate his recovery. Right. Not that he has super say over his non-cholera. Of course. But, um, (laughs) you know, that, you know, that's that's precious. But I don't know if, like, that's what does it, but it works. Um, He gets better. And um, he... (laughs) Some of the things I'm going to tell you about Tesla probably make him sound like not the best guy in the world. But I promise, like... Generally, he's pretty great. Um, he he evades the draft into the army, um, which I looked up just a minute ago because I wanted to know uh, for what 
Oh, yeah. Uh, war. What, what war was happening? Um, it wasn't for a specific war, is what I learned. Um, it's for... Uh, they had a compulsory three years of service that they had to do in the army. Well, that sounds terrible. Which is like, I mean, some countries do that. Israel does that now. Um, like, every Isra- like Israeli citizen is in the Israeli army. Um, which <laughs> makes it always sound like someone's super legit and really cool. Like, oh, they were in the Israeli army. Right. But, like, literally everyone has to do it, basically. When you're 16, they make you do it. Interesting. Um, it, and it makes sense for a country like Israel that is um, constantly at war. Right. And doesn't have a lot of people. Correct. Um, and at the time, it probably makes sense in Austria, too. Um, but th- I think they only have to do a year and they have to do three years here. Um, and Tesla spent so long in his bed that he's like, I'm not doing that. And I think he's, and I think it also kind of gave him a weakened condition in general, probably, you know, like right. you have that bad disease when you're young and then for the rest of your life, you're kind of just having, yeah, having a bad time. Um, but I have a quote from him where he says, for most of the term that he was skipping out on service, um, I roamed in the mountains loaded with a hunter's outfit and a bundle of books. And this contact with nature made me stronger in body as well as in mind. So he's just hiking in the woods, reading books like a nerd, which is pretty great. Which is funny because you don't attribute nerds and mountain hiking <laughs> right. very often. But if you're avoiding uh, the draft. <laughs> right, if you're avoiding the draft. It's I a mean, great place to be. You're going to have to do something. It's not worth it to go find you. Um, but after that, he enrolls in the Austrian Polytechnic uh, in Graz, um, which is probably the best uh, engineering school that his dad could find, which is great. Kept I would promise. hope so, because otherwise his dad is a big liar. <laughs> a big liar face. Um, and he gets high grades, but he loses his scholarship grant. I don't know how. It just, that's what I have. And uh, he gambles away his allowance, it oh, says. no. Terrible so, decisions. Um, yeah. He doesn't graduate uh, from his third year of school. So he goes for two, and then he basically uh, doesn't have enough money to keep going. And now I want to tell you a little bit about, like, what Tesla's like as a person and what Edison's like as a person. So Tesla never gets married. Um, A lot of people have said he was asexual. Some people think he was gay. But, like, he never expresses any sexual interest to anyone. So I'm pretty sure he's just asexual. Right. He works every day from 9 to 6 p.m. Or 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, and he would walk to the park every day and feed pigeons. He really loves pigeons. <laughs> Why, specifically pigeons, not all birds? Pigeons. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a hallmark of his personality. Oh. He loves pigeons. Which is weird, because pigeons are garbage birds. I mean, are, um, I feel like we should now make photos of, or not photos, but make, like, sculptures of him, like, feeding the birds. Oh, there are lots just of drawings of him and pigeons. Absolute joy. On the internet. <laughs> One of him being attacked by pigeons with all no, of like happiness them, in his face. Of them, like, sitting on his shoulder, and he's, like, feeding them and stuff. It's cute. I think I actually have a shirt of him and a pigeon. Like, like a t-shirt that has a graphic on it that my <laughs> friend bought me one time. Uh, anyway. I really wanted not to be of him associating with the pigeon, but, like, a photo of him, and then, like, next to that photo of him, like, a photo of a pigeon. And they're both <laughs> on the shirt. Like, awkwardly, no, no, no. you know, It's placed. like a drawing, so it's them together. It's pretty cute. Anyway. Uh, he became a vegetarian in his later life, uh, which is very weird for the like late 1800s right. or early 1900s. Um, and he became extremely sensitive to light and sound, it says. So he's just like, oh, don't come at me when he's an old man. Uh, he was also a germaphobe. He 
would clean, it says, to the point of using 17 clean towels a day. Oh, my gosh. Himself. Um, and he claimed to have a violent aversion against the earrings of women. <laughs> a violent aversion? Mm-hmm. He really hates earrings. But does that mean that he's, like, attacking women with earrings? Um, or I like think it just means like... he reacts aggressively. He's like, no, get it away from me. I don't think he's attacking anyone. It's like he the doesn't want to touch my strange, not my strange addiction, but like the people that have the strange fears, you know? Like yeah. who's like afraid of mustard. I'm assuming. And he's <laughs> just like afraid of someone walks in the room and he just screams no. in horror and yeah, runs away. You know, runs and finds a pigeon love and <laughs> yeah, to comfort him. Which is weird because birds are so dirty. Right. Pigeons are and, like known for being very, very unclean. Of the birds, which right. are all known of carrying so many diseases. Uh, I'm assuming it's something about it going inside the ear that probably grosses him out, which, like, I can understand, but whatever. Um, He also once apparently told the New York Times that Edison uh, had no hobby, cared for no amusement of any kind, and lived in utter disregard of the most elementary rules of hygiene. Which is a indicator of their relationship in the future. Right. But I like that, like, his blow on him isn't, oh, hey, he's very stupid and uncouth. It's, no. He is not very clean. He's, he doesn't shower sufficiently. He's not clean and he has no hobbies. He's just boring and gross. Right. Now we're going to talk about Edison for a minute. Hooray! So he worked, there's not a lot that's known about his early life, but he works as a telegraph operator um, after he saves a station agent, J.U. McKenzie's three-year-old son from being hit by a train. So he saves this dude's kid, and then the dude's like, hey, I own this business, you want to work there? And he says, yeah. Hmm. So that's how he gets into this whole uh, telegraph and, like, electrical business. Well, that's cool. Um, he gets fired after... It- <laughs> <laughs> that's a very abrupt end. Yeah. He worked, I don't know how long he works there. It's so much like like the end of one movie of him getting a job and, like, I'm going to be successful. And then right. the sequel, it starts out with him being fired, fired. And then all, he has to start all over again. It's true. But in two seconds. But in two seconds. So he gets fired because he's experimenting with a lead-acid battery at work. Which mm. is, like, you know, fair. That he should be fired. Yeah. Not super um, safe. Dangerous. Yeah, and he sp- uh, it, hap- or it happened because he spills sulfuric acid all over the floor. Oh, no. Which eats through everything. Yeah. So it's really bad. And they were like, you're a safe ha- safety hazard. You have to go. Um, and his first notable invention happens in uh, 1877, and he invents the phonograph, um, which is like, plays music, basically. Is that the weird one that has the weird, like, flowery like weird- thing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they're referring to. So in 1881, back to Tesla. He's in Budapest. He works at the Budapest Telephone Exchange. And uh, the company's not really functional yet, it says. I think they're, like, trying to get a telephone system set up, but that it hasn't happened yet um, in Budapest and Hungary. And so um, instead, they transfer him to the Central Telegraph office, um, where he works for several months. And he receives a chief electrician position there uh, at the exchange. And then he begins to work for the Continental Edison Company in France, um, which is pretty cool. France at this time is, like, killing it, right? They're very high-tech compared to other places he's lived. Right. Um, And so that's a really great position. And at the Edison Company, which is at this moment humongous, booming, right? They have offices in a whole other, you know, continent in France. That's amazing. Um, And when he gets there... 
he's he's seeing everything and Tesla's very much like a visionary kind of guy, right? And so he's looking at everything and he's like, you know what? I could fix a lot of this. Like just with his understanding of electric like electricity and uh like he's got a very ingenuitive mind. Right. And so he's like, I could fix some of this stuff. Um and so in 1885, he sends Edison himself a letter um, and he says that he can improve his inefficient motor and generators. He's like, I see what the problem is. I can fix it for you. Which I'm sure Edison loved um, instead of, you know. <laughs> instead of said, shut up and leave me alone. Right. He says he thought Tesla's ideas were splendid but impractical. Ooh. Um, but utterly impractical, sorry. So he's like, cool idea, kid. Mm, don't think it'll work. Yeah, you're done. Um, yeah. You're basic. <laughs> Pretty much. But he offers Tesla $50,000, which at the time is almost that's a million a dollars. Right. Um, like, to me now, that's a fortune. $50,000, yeah. But at the time, that's someone offering you a million dollars. Right. Um, and he says, uh, come over here and try to fix the motor, and if you can do it, I'll give you a million dollars, basically. What? Um, and so Tesla does. He takes his challenge in stride. He moves to America, which is really expensive, and he spends most of his money moving here. Um, he works for the Edison Company for a few months before he gets it to work like he was trying to. He succeeds. And then Edison... Which is pretty fast. Yeah. He's smart. Um, and then Edison tells him, um, oh, it was a joke. What a dick. And he, he tells him he'll give him a $10 a week raise on his... <laughs> On his $18 a week salary right now. Oh, that's terrible. Which is a pretty good salary at the time. Right. But still, not what he promised. Yeah. Not the terms. Not $50,000. Also, he's going to be making Edison a ton of money now if he taught him something that he didn't know. Exactly. So that $10 is really, you know, insignificant to the increase he's going to make. And because of that, Tesla resigns. Say what? I quit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Which is fair. Uh, yeah, and presumably before this, Edison's the name in electricity, right? And so Tesla's like, I'm going to get to work with Mr. Edison, and he thinks he's amazing because he's come up with, like, these cool inventions and all these things, and he's like, we're going to get to work together as comrades. Right, like right? an idol situation, yeah. probably. Yeah, and then just comes crashing to the ground because Edison's a huge dick. Apparently, he actually said, um, when you become a full-fledged American, you will appreciate an American joke. Oh. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> And so instead... Which also isn't even funny. So that's not even, like... It's just mean. That's not even, like, saying, oh, us Americans are so funny. It's just saying, hey, us Americans are all jerks. Thanks, Edison. And I made a joke, and that's why you didn't understand, because you're a foreigner. Right. So just racist. Um, And so instead, Tesla quits, and then the next few months, he picks up odd jobs around New York City. (laughs) Um, One of the articles I read said, uh, Nikola Tesla, a ditch digger. And he made $2 a day Ooh. instead of 18 a week plus the 10 would have been 28 a week. So significantly less money, um, but he's working for himself at least, um, and that he likes better. Uh, so eventually he raises enough money to create his own uh, company, the Tesla Electric Light Company, and he develops patents for AC generators, wires, transformers, lights, and motors. Um, and he sells most of his patents to George Westinghouse, who is the other big name at this point in electricity. Okay. George Westinghouse basically just has a lot of money and is like, I want to get in on this business. More of like an investor than an yeah, inventor? Yeah, he doesn't 
do a lot specifically with electricity. It's mostly like his company, which is kind of what happens to Edison eventually. Like Edison was kind of really smart in the beginning and figuring things out and getting his own patents. And then eventually he just gets a big company full of smart people right. um, and that make engineers his name look better. that make him look good. Right. Which is why a lot of times people, when they're talking about like who's better, Edison or Tesla, they're going to say Tesla because almost everything that Tesla does is almost 100% by himself. Um, and all of it's very like forward thinking and fascinating whereas like edison you know there's that whole thing about edison spends you know it takes him a thousand tries to get a light bulb right and that's always supposed to be like oh keep trying and eventually you'll get it but to me that's like if you just spent some time to think about it harder uh maybe you wouldn't have to do it so many times like you're just you keep trying things that don't work and then not learning from them and then just, like, we'll just try something else. Right, so it shows more that he's stubborn than you think that he is, like, yeah. persistent. and that he thinks if he can just grind it out that eventually it'll happen instead of, like, being like, oh, maybe I need to think about it in a different way or I need to, like, table that for a minute and do something else. He's just obsessed with getting it. And he right. has, you know, at least 20 engineers working for him just trying to do that. So that's cool because <laughs> he gets money. Uh, but when you don't have money, you have to use your brain. And so uh, that's what Tesla's doing. <laughs> uh, and Westinghouse is also in a feud with Edison because um, they're, they're the two big names punching at each right. other. So it's like Westinghouse, Edison, and then Tesla's sitting here behind Westinghouse instead of behind Edison, where he could have been, which probably just makes Edison even more angry. Probably. But who cares? Because he's the worst. Um, so with Westinghouse, um, Tesla invents the first commercially practical incandescent light, and a carbon microphone that was used in all telephones until 1980s. Ooh, that's a long time. Yeah. Tesla's pretty good at stuff. <laughs> like, in a lot of his things, it's going to be like, why didn't I know that he did that? And it's like, well, because of stupidness. Um, because uh, Edison has a good publicity team, and Tesla does not. Um, so he founds his company. Uh, Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing, and he starts developing his ideas for alternating current transmission systems, which we should talk about for a second real quick. Yes, please. So direct current, like, I don't know a lot about this because I don't know a lot about electricity, but direct current is basically moving it from one point to another just straight through a wire directly. And alternating current is kind of like having it move back and forth through right. the... Right, uh, that's my understanding, too. Yeah, through the wire. And so direct current is really unstable, and really inefficient because there's just not a balance, basically, because it's all power one way. Mm -hmm. um, and if they did that, I think at some point I read a book, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called, The Electric Universe, I think, that I had to read for school. And basically it said if they did that, that telephone poles would have to be like really, really close together because it just, the, the energy can't travel that far, you know, by itself. Um, and that it, they would short out all the time because okay. it's just dangerous uh, to pump that much because you'd have to pump so much energy right, to, just make, to it make it go all to the, the next across. spot, and it's just not efficient, um, which is basically part of what Tesla did with the motors. He changed them to alternating current um, so that they're going both ways, uh, feeding electricity so it's balanced and that it'll get farther, um, and it's the much more efficient thing than the one that we use now. Hooray! Um, because it's what works. Um, but... Uh, Edison's not into it because it's not what he right. thought of himself. Um, and then he has to admit that other people are smarter than him, which he doesn't want to do. If he, if someone's smarter than him, he does what he did with Tesla. He wants to employ them to be him, basically, so that his name is on everything smart. 
Right. Uh, which I think is why him and Tesla have such a beef, because Tesla wouldn't do it. Because Tesla has too much pride <laughs> to do such a thing. Well, and because Tesla's like, hey, bro, I'm kind of smarter than you, and so I could work for you, or I could just create it myself. Right, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so his investors fire him from his own company, Tesla. Oh. Um, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> but then he starts a new company. So wait, was, do we know why? I think just because he's kind of crazy. And he keeps talking about all these grand ideas and then not doing them, which as an investor is not great. Right, because then you aren't getting paid for the money that you're putting in. Yeah. So he keeps talking about all this stuff and they're like, you're not doing enough, so no. And so then he starts a new company <laughs> in 1987 and he makes a brushless alternating current induction motor. Don't know what that means. Thank you, because I have no idea. Either. Um, I was really worried when you looked at me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm supposed don't you to know, know what that means." No, uh, I'm going to say I don't know a lot about electricity. I just like Tesla, um, and he also demonstrates wireless energy transmission, known as the Tesla effect at the time. So one place to another, wireless energy, which is amazing, and I don't even really understand. I still don't how even understand it. how that works now. I know, like Wi-Fi. What <laughs> is that? No one knows. Let's be honest. <laughs> Like, and Tesla's doing that in the 1800s. I know. Right? In 1890s. It's insane. Um, and he patents the Tesla coil, which is possibly something you've heard of. I have. It's one of his famous I know things. it's kind of a big deal. I don't mm. know what it is. It's, it's involved with the uh, transmission of wireless energy, which no one is doing at the time, right? Everybody's focused on, like, light bulbs. Right. And uh, powering cities, which is fair. because No, practical. that's valid. Right. But uh, Tesla's a dreamer. There have been, he goes to, um, I think I'll talk about it eventually, but he goes to the uh, Chicago World's Fair, which is the coolest World's Fair that ever happened, um, where all these countries come. Do you know about World's Fair? Ish. Okay, all Did these, you do an episode about no, it? No, we haven't yet. Oh, okay. All these I countries. super dreamt that then, because <laughs> I was very, very sure that that I'm happened. I'm pretty sure we haven't. Um, all the countries, like, of the world that can come together in one place, and they basically just show off how cool their culture and inventions are, uh, which is amazing. And pu- the public can buy tickets and go. My favorite murder did something about a World's Fair, I think. Pro- uh, if they talked about H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. Yes. Um, because he's also... Big, right. The, uh, the Devil in the White City is about him killing people at the World's Fair. Right, right, right. Which is very cool and terrible. Um, anyways, proceed. <laughs> anyways, but one of the major things at Chicago World's Fair, which is the same one um, that H.H. H. Holmes is at, is uh, electricity, right? Because that's the thing right now. Right. And people and so especially... Wants to come and learn about bringing, you know, to their right. cities. And especially from other countries, people are really excited to come and see what's going on. And, like, I don't remember who I think I say later... One person is given the opportunity to light the whole uh, World's Fair, which is super, you know, right. pricey. Right, lots of money there. And lots of money. Um, but, like, while Edison is showing, like, his light bulbs and his phonograph and stuff, which is cool and fine and whatever, like, Tesla's, like, juggling lightning in his hands, basically. And I'm like, what is even happening? Like, how do you do this? I don't know. It makes him sound like a wizard. He and is And I suddenly want to be his friend. <laughs> yes. And he seems very eccentric anyways. And so I guess imagine him in, like, a big wizarding tower, not really talking to anybody, <laughs> just playing with his lightning bolts. It's pretty much true. I'll, I'll get to it. But, yeah, basically. Which is why it's hard to um, have him in a company and capitalize off of his ideas. Because he's right. so weird, and he just keeps doing these crazy things, and he is very isolation, uh, uh, often in isolation. Right, and he probably starts a lot of things that he doesn't finish, but he at least yes. realizes that they aren't going anywhere. But still, that's a lot of wasted dollars towards mm-hmm. a success. Right. He's a gamble. 
He is, and he's not good at gambling himself. So he did gamble away all of his money so that yeah. he could no longer all go of his to school. allowance. So um, in night or 1894, he begins experimenting with X-rays. Um, his work is lost in a fire the next year, but he goes on to develop X-ray-related inventions as well as patenting an electric transmitter that would become or would come to be used in radio. So he's got radio on lock, he's got x-rays on lock, he's doing stuff with freaking, you know, just straight up electricity, alternating currents and motors and light bulbs. He's just everywhere and extremely smart. Um, I don't know why this is in my notes and why it's right here, but <laughs> apparently there's a plaster desk or death mask, which is weird. Um, death masks used to be really common, just like taking a plaster of someone's face so you know what they look like. Oh, um, I had no idea what you meant by death mask. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's just oh. they put stuff on their face like after they die, like very briefly after they die, right, very soon. Um, and then you know what they look like forever. Hmm. Um, which is cool. Um, and creepy. It's weird. Um, and by this time, no one is doing it anymore. But there is one of Edison. Oh. <laughs> so it's, he must have asked for one specifically. It feels kind of like taxidermy for humans that's allowed. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> because having, like, a stuffed human in your hallway probably isn't good. <laughs> no, um, and so at least you can have a face to remember them by. Yeah, and it's it's nice for future generations. But I think it's with an implication that Edison thinks he's going to be famous, which is real douchey. Oh, because he and did I know of himself he while he was alive? No, not while he was alive, but like oh. he has, I'm sure it's in his will that he wants one. And nobody's doing it anymore. Right. So it's real douchey. It's like that high schooler who brings back Lever- Letterman's jackets. Right. And you're like, uh, yeah, no one's doing Dude. that anymore. And they have their name on the back. you can show off your accomplishments. Yeah, like a douche. But anyway, uh, Edison um, is all about nonviolence, which is the only thing I can agree with him on. So when uh, World War I happens, he says he'll only work on defensive weapons. That's oh, cool. It. Uh, which is nice. Um, he advocated for monetary reform and was opposed to the gold standard and debt-based money. So basically, he's opposed to, like, loans and stuff. And he thinks, which, of course, he is because he's rich, so he doesn't understand how money works. Um which he wasn't always rich, but I was he is now. Ask. Yeah, because that's how he got his first job was by saving someone. Oh, that's right. Right. So he, didn't he wasn't have to, like work his way up the ranks necessarily. No. Um, and so uh, yeah, when you're rich, you can afford to not have debt-based money, which is nice idea. But um, doesn't work for everyone. But else. that exists. <laughs> what? Um, 2018. Since when? <laughs> since when? Since at least 1890 something. Okay, good to know. Um. Apparently, Edison... Oh, right, of course. This is a famous um, account of Edison. So that's, like, a nice thing about Edison. Here's a horrible demon thing about Edison. Um, Did he kick a pigeon? Much worse. He's trying to prove that alternating current is dangerous. However, it is not any more dangerous than direct current. It's actually safer than direct current. Right. But people don't know that. Right, because people don't know electricity now, let alone then. Yes, especially when it's burgeoning. Right. Um, so it's coming out of the birthing canal <laughs> into the world. I birthing, but yes. <laughs> um, but uh, so to demonstrate that it's terrible, evil scum and you should get as far away from it as possible, um, he would have public stunts where he would electrocute animals, or his employees would electrocute animals, to demonstrate fatal AC accidents. <laughs> There's actually a famous video that you can watch of him having someone electrocute an elephant to death. Oh, my gosh. And look, look how dangerous alternating current is. Is he even using alternating current to do it? Not that that's I'm, really relevant. I'm sure he is. However, the exact same thing would happen with direct current. Right. It's just how strong it is. 
That's terrible. Yes, he's a horrible human being. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's um, so that that politics of money and business, yeah. right? Of of getting ahead <laughs> in advertisement, uh-huh. right? And speaking of politics, he also lobbies um, in state legislatures against the use of AC, oh. even though it's more efficient because it's not his and he won't make money off of it. Right. Um, even though he knows it's more efficient. So he's going with the public angle, trying to get them against alternating current, and with the government, both of whom don't know anything about this. So is it safe to say that Edison is Walmart and then Tesla is Target? <laughs> um, Tesla's not as popular as Target. I guess he is on the internet, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tesla might be more like a mom and pop shop that just Which sells weird Which are adorable. Crap. They're great. And they are eclectic and weird, and right. you want to support them. But it's even, fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everything costs more, but you're like, it's okay, because I want to support you, because you're great. And Edison is definitely Walmart, Interesting though. ideas. Yes. He's evil. Um, so Tesla was, uh, this is kind of Tesla's bad side. He's a proponent of selective breeding and eugenics, uh, which is basically like people with good genes should have kids, right. people with good genes, and it, people with bad genes shouldn't have kids. It's kind of Hitler-esque. Yeah. Um, eugenics are most of the ideas for Hitler. And it's really common at this time in the like late 1800s, early 1900s. Like It's a common idea to have, and it's people aren't like, that's terrible, don't say that. Right. Uh, that's not until later. But yeah, he wanted to eliminate undesirables from the population by oh, sterilizing no. criminals and the mentally ill. So not all of his ideas are great. No. I mean, he's still a human. But he's not electrocuting elephants to death. So that's, that's true. Cool. And Being like, hey, it. I don't want to birth potential criminals isn't as bad as I'm going to purposefully kill something for money. Right. He's under he's understanding that there is a link between criminals and future criminals, which there definitely is, um, not because of their DNA, but because of how they're raised generally. Right. More culture. Uh-huh. And he understands that there's a connection between mentally ill people and mentally ill children, which is which also is true. Genetic. And is genetic. So it's not like it's not a great idea because it's real bad humanity wise. No. But I understand scientifically that like that's not the worst plan. Right. Uh, it's still bad. Don't do it. <laughs> but anyway, th- there's a bad for there's a good for Edison, a bad for Tesla. They're all humans, um, but one of them is significantly a better person than the other one. To give you an idea of um, how popular they are in history, um, there are lots of things named after Edison. Um, there's Edison, New Jersey. It's a city. There's the Thomas Edison State College. Um, there's Thomas Alva Edison Memorial Tower and Museum, which is located in Edison, New Jersey. Makes sense. Um, and there's another Edison Museum that can be found in Texas. Mm. Why? Don't know. I also like how I didn't know any of those existed. So yeah. it's kind of like... But well, you've definitely heard Edison's name I have. Before. I've heard of both of their names. Yeah. So at least but, there's that. And you know what Edison did is the other thing. Like you knew it was a light bulb. Did I? I no, I, 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 <laughs> I like how you instantly become unsure. No, I know he did He did things with the light bulb. Yeah. Was he the electric rock? No. Duh. I was thinking the kite thing. That Wasn't that like Ben Franklin? Yeah, it's like, not true. It's like it's forever ago. Yeah, I was Franklin. like, oh, I know he did that. Wait a second. No, 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 I don't no, no, no. know that at all. That was Franklin and it's a fake story. Oh, well, that's fake news. It's not even an exciting story, really. So why make it up? I don't know, because he wanted a cute anecdote for how it happened. Hmm. Uh, Anyway, but uh, Tesla appears on the cover of Time Magazine on his 75th birthday in 1931. I didn't know Time Magazine was that old. Mm -hmm. These are his accolades versus Edison's, who's got a city named after him. Um, 
There's a Nikola Tesla Memorial Center that is in Smiljan, where he was born, that opened in 2006. So in Serbia. Serbia. Um, there's a monument that was also established at Niagara Falls in New York about him. Dope. Just cool, but once it's like a it's like a tablet that says something about oh, him. Oh, it's, it's not, not a statue with a pigeon. I mean, it could be, but even then, it's not like he's a city or right. a museum. He doesn't. Um, well, a city that no one's heard of is that really important? Uh, I mean, two museums versus okay, like, that's fair. A plaque. At Niagara Falls, where people are not there to read your plaque. <laughs> right. They're there to look at the water. <laughs> right. Um, and here's some, uh, these are the honors and awards for S- uh, Edison versus Tesla. I almost said Esla. <laughs> oh, you're shipping Combined. them. I am oh, not. how cute. Some people do. It's weird. Uh, even though Tesla is, one, hates him, and two, is uh, asexual, definitely. Right. Because um, this is the time when scientists are literally rock stars for these people. So there, people are, like, throwing their bras at Tesla. Not even joking. That's actually happening. And he's like, no, ladies, I have to science. I don't have time he's for He's, like, this. taking them home, keeping them creepy in, like, a chest. No. He, um, he doesn't like germs. He's just like, ew. That's true. Take he, off your undergarments. He's burning them. them. <laughs> Gross. And not, like, the cool bra burning of the 70s, you know. He's just like, this is nasty and I need to clean it. But anyway. With fire. With fire. <laughs> Forever. Forever. So Edison wins the Matucci Medal in 1887, and he was elected a member of the Royal Swedish Academy of Science in 1890. Um, He's awarded the Franklin uh, Institute something, I don't know, in 1915. (laughs) It just says the Franklin Institute. I don't think they gave him a whole institute. In 1915, for discoveries contributing to the foundation of industries and well-being of the human race. Well, it could have been, like, one of those, like, how someone, like, donates, like, a hospital wing that's named after yeah, someone. It could have been, like, it's a section or, like, a, a, I think it's just, an institute. I think it's just an award, but they give it to him because he's improved the well-being of the human race. Hooray. I'm assuming with the light bulb. Which um, was accurate. That was an improvement. Yeah, but he's just such a scumbag. I'm, I'm just acknowledging um, it's true. And the, he also earned a Navy Distinguished Service Medal in 1920. I don't think he was ever in the Navy. But I don't know, because I don't like him, so I won't research him. <laughs> Except for this. Um, he received a Congressional Gold Medal in 1928. Hooray. So even Congress has given him medals. Tesla, on the other hand, receives the Order of St. Sava First Class in the government of Yugoslavia in 1926. Hooray. Great. Um, and the Order of the Yugoslav Crown in 1931. Do you know what those are? No. Nobody does. Except for Yugoslavians, who don't exist anymore. He also received the John Scott Medal in 1934, the University of Paris Medal in 1937, and the Medal of the University St. Clement of Akrida Sofia, Bulgaria in 1939. And is that a mouthful? Man. Achievements of him were immediately recognized. He lives to be, or he lives until 1943, uh, Tesla. So um, all of those are during his lifetime, but most of them are when he's very old. But he uh, is immediately recognized and revered figure from a young age until his final years. So people really do like him. Right. The public does. By both his peers and the general public. But, like, doesn't have a lasting effect on history, really. Like, he's not in a lot of textbooks, unless they're specifically talking about the electricity wars. Um, and they don't talk about, like, you know, he, like I said, he had that thing in the phone that we use until right. the 1980s. 1980s. But um, we don't talk about it. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I don't think it's in my notes here. But there's also a story I want to tell you real quick about Marconi. Do you know who Marconi is? Do you think I know who Marconi is? <laughs> well, Marconi is famous for inventing... 
the radio. Ooh. Yes. Did he invent the radio? Depends on who you ask. I'm asking you, but so. But I say no. Um, Tesla does work with radio waves, That's and true. he and Marconi are friends. Oh, hooray. And so he's he like... He has a friend. Mm, not for long. And he's like, hey, Marconi, look at this cool thing I did. Look how I discovered how to do this with radio waves. And you can transmit them. I think he specifically was working on, like, a little boat that he could control, like, radio, with radio waves, like, from oh, the yeah, shore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, look how cool this is. And he was really big into, like, you know, you could use this to communicate, which is obviously the most important thing it's for. And it was, like, around wartime, so it's, like, really oh, yeah, useful. yeah, a big, big deal. Right. Um... And so he's like, I'm just kind of, he tells him about it, and he's like, I'm kind of working out the kinks on how to do this, right? And so Marconi's like, hmm, that's a great idea. And so then he patents basically the idea that Tesla told him so that Tesla can't make a radio until after his patent runs out. Um, And in that time, Marconi is able to make his own radio. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, real cool. So there's a reason Tesla doesn't work with people and doesn't trust them. Right. Well, oh. Like, it also makes me think of, like, like those socially awkward people that lots of times maybe get taken advantage of, but they don't realize that they're being mm-hmm. taken advantage of. Yeah. And then when they do, it's too late. Right. Um, and then he's like, well, then I guess I'll just go do something else cool. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of a feeling of, I can't really share anything with anyone because they're going to take it away from me every time. You know, like, every time I think I have a good relationship with someone and that they're just interested in, like, doing this cool thing with me, um, they steal it. Or they just uh, try to freaking, you know, hate on me and shame me. And, uh, cool. He's just a sad little baby that he everyone just, is just taking he things He just from. wants to hang out with people who have the same interests as him. And they always just take his stuff <laughs> and steal it and then use it for themselves. So that's cool. Um, he does actually find a friend that I mentioned earlier um, in Mark Twain. They actually oh, yeah. become best friends. Aww. It's very cute. They like meet at a party, and uh, they're for just like influential people, right? And Mark Twain's obviously invited because he's a famous writer right. and really popular at the time, even. And uh, Tesla's invited because of all this cool electrical stuff, right? And they're like pretty far apart in age. Um, right, because he was reading Mark Twain's books when, when he was he's a, a child. child. Right, so Mark Twain's significantly older than him. I think he's like 20 or 30 years older than him. Um, but they both are really into each other. They both really like what the other person's doing. Like, he's... Bromance. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was going to say, probably not actually romance, because like I said, Tesla's not interested in anyone but science. Um, and I think Mark Twain married but i have no idea i believe um, so but i mean am i reliable sure well and like just because you're married doesn't mean you're not gay or having a gay old time right especially then <laughs> especially let's then. be honest true and so but but they like spend a lot of time in tesla's workshop they're like a famous picture set of tesla and Ted or tesla, <laughs> tesla. we'll get there Oof. um famous picture of tesla and mark twain uh, like picture set of them like sitting around playing with light bulbs and like arcs of electricity and stuff. It's very cool. Hmm. And they're very cute. Um, but yeah, they were like lifelong friends. And I'm like, I'm happy for Tesla that he found someone who was his hero who turned out to one, be really cool, and two, to think he was cool. Right. Unlike Edison, who was his hero and then betrayed right. him and then became his enemy. Like, can you imagine that? If your favorite author that you used to read when you were a kid and you grew up and you were like kind of cool in your field and they were like, wow, you're amazing. And they just like really wanted to spend time with you and hang out. Like, that's 
awesome. Shout out to J.K. Um, Rowling. We can be BFFs. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I, I, I'll see allow if, it. See if she, if she responds. If um, you get an email from her, by the way, <laughs> and I don't hear about this, we are never friends oh, again. Oh, yeah. She's an avid listener of this podcast. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> anyway, back to awards. In 1896, um, the Grand Knight of Physics, Lord Kelvin, that's what he's called, apparently. That was my favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. The Grand Knight of Physics. Because you know Kelvin, right? Like the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one who does that. He's a smart... Makes sense. He's a smarty boy. The Grand Knight. It's so medieval. He's fancy. It's so that, like... Of physics. Right. That, like, the queen <laughs> came down and knighted him officially, the Grand Knight I mean, it of says physics. Lord Kelvin, so he probably was knighted. That's my favorite thing I've ever it's heard. It's amazing. Um, he said of Tesla, um, Tesla has contributed more to electrical science than any man up to his time. So he's just slamming on Edison specifically. Like, Good. oh, Tesla's great and you're stupid. Um, and that was while he was alive. That was in 1896. So that's like, Tesla's like, uh, what, four, in his 40s when that happens? So he's not even, like, dead. And they're still like, look at how great he is. And I'm like, well, I'm glad somebody cared and recognized it. But the most important thing, uh, award that Tesla received was the Edison Medal. Oh. Which his supposed enemy could have easily prevented him from getting because there's like a panel of people. Right. Because the distinction was created and awarded by a committee which included some good friends of Edison's, of course, and it's named after him. Right. But he is summoned... For the honor of getting an Edison medal, which is really just a douchey way of being like, I have a medal named after me. Do you want one? Right. It's kind of a slap in the face. Whew. Yeah. I mean, it, in, in a way, there's the honor there, but knowing their history, there's definitely that whole, um, I'm going to be a power play, right? Yeah. And I'm going to consider you worthy for mm-hmm. this honor that is me. It's named after me. Because I'm so great. Cool. Do you have a medal named after you? Don't think so. Remember how you helped me to raise money? Yeah, well, cool. Well, I'm still raising that money. Yeah, I'm still rich. And do you want a medal? (laughs) Stupid. Um, It was weird when I was reading sources about this, I remember, because a lot of them said this is when Tesla and Edison um, throw, you know, bury the hatch and throw it away and make up. And that's what he's trying to do. And I'm like, no, that's that not be how I would interpret this. What's happening? I mean, it could certainly be, but that's well, not my initial guess. And just wait, like, we we have some things that'll make you, I think, sure that that's not what's happening. Mm. Um, so Edison, his general talk of Tesla, he dismisses him as a poet of science, is what he says. Um, his ideas are magnificent but utterly impractical. Right. Right. So um, he definitely doesn't think that Tesla is a scientist and that he deserves these things. Apparently to him, science is just throwing things at the wall until something sticks instead of, like, thinking about how you could change things and, like, outside the box. He's real in the box. Right. Tesla or Edison. And really just, like, punch your way until you get out of the box. He must have been a great infant, or not even like infant, <laughs> but like like a fetus. Yeah. Just punching his punch, way punch, in the punch, whole punch. uterus. Trying to get out. His mom had a great nine months, I'm sure. Yeah, literally one of my quotes says, however, by 1917, the hatchet was buried. And I'm like, it's not. Um, the Edison Medal recognized the great idea of Tesla, whose technology had been used not only to illuminate cities, but as the almost universal means to transform electrical energy into mechanical energy. 
So basically, AC is where it's at, and it's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've known that for a long time. So Tesla kind of seemingly, um, I don't think he like wrote it down that he did this, but I'm assuming from the other accounts I've read that he's kind of seesawing on whether or not he wants to go. That's fair. Because it's either I go and I accept this medal named after my biggest enemy of my life... Or I don't go and I say, screw you. But I think he's trying to decide which one is is more satisfying for him. Like, what to do. Because when he gets the medal, he gets to have a speech. Right? Because he's the award winner. So it's like, does does giving a speech about whatever I want um, trump the fact that I'm going to get an Edison medal? Which it just is embarrassing almost. That he's so, like, recognized by academia, whereas I'm not. Right. Um, And so his friend, whose name is Berend, he finds him... uh, So when he's supposed to be at the award ceremony, like, it's happening, uh, Berend finds him in the street wearing a crown of two pigeons on his head, (laughs) um, his shoulders and arms festooned with a dozen more, it says. So he's just covered in pigeons. What is happening? I don't know. This is just how he lives his life. That's horrifying. Um, on either of Amazing. his outstretched hands is another bird. <laughs> um, and seemingly hundreds more are a living carpet, it says, on the ground. That so he's sounds, just surrounded by them. That sounds almost gross. Yeah. It's pretty gross. I don't understand how I you get I guess I don't like a living carpet. I don't like that <laughs> sentence or that phrase. Feels like it's all moving. Um, and, yeah. Oh. It's like, I feel like it's going to eat me. Um, or, also, like, tickle my feet awkwardly as I'm yeah, like, hey, no, you know, no. just nobody wants that. Don't do this. And then it's birds, and they're just like, coo, 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 like, the whole time <laughs> walking around. Yeah. Um, as pigeons do. And Bernard A. Berend is his friend's name. His name is Bernard Berend. It's a terrible name. It's his, bad. His family didn't love him. <laughs> he added... Were we to seize and to eliminate from our industrial world the results of Tesla's work, the wheels of industry could cease to turn, our electric cars and trains would stop, our town would be left in the dark, our mills would be dead and idle. So clearly, Berend has a high opinion of Tesla. He thinks he's the bee's knees. It is his friend. (laughs) Yes, but he thinks he's amazing. Right. And so um, he, he, like, goes out and he convinces him, like, hey... They're doing the thing right now. You should go accept your award, right? And then you'll get to do your speech, and it'll be cool. Um, And he really wants him, seemingly, to be recognized for his work. Because this is, like, actually an important medal and an important award compared to all of his other ones that are kind of, like, not really about science. Right, and we'll shed further light on him and his, you know, role in in the world that can provide other opportunities for him in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. And here I have a piece of his speech to read to you. Ooh. Because he does go... He decides in the final hour, I will go accept my medal. I think he gets there late. Um, well, if it was starting and but he, he was covered yeah. with birds. <laughs> I think it was nearby, so they kind of just had to like clean him off and get him over there. So yeah, he like, is, here, let's remove the bird poop for a second. I, he is late by the time he gets there, but they have other medals they're giving out. And then he comes in and everybody's like, oh, yay, like Tesla did come and he's here. Great. Um, so I think either way they were awarding him with it. It was just whether or not he was going to accept right. it. Um, and he says... When I came to America, I met Edison, and the effect that Edison produced upon me was rather extraordinary. I saw him, or I saw how this extraordinary man, who had had no training at all, did it all on his own. 
I felt mortified that I had squandered my life. You see, I had studied a dozen languages and had delved in literature, reading anything that fell into my hands. I did not need any models, nor drawing, or experiments. I could do it all in my mind. The way I unconsciously developed a new method of materializing inventions and ideas is exactly the opposite of the pure experimental method of which undoubtedly Edison is the greatest and most successful (laughs) exponent. In view of this, his accomplishments are almost a miracle. The recurrence of a phenomenon like Edison is not very likely. (laughs) He will occupy a unique and exalted position in the history of his country, which might well be proud of his great genius and undying achievements in the interest of humanity. Uh, And apparently he also highlighted Edison's lack of hobbies and scant appreciation for his personal hygiene. Mm -hmm. Because that's his favorite thing to say. Yeah. Does that sound like he's being nice and they've buried the hatchet and he likes him? Well, I mean, if you look at that, it's kind of one of those things where the words themselves aren't bad. It's Mm -hmm. the subtle underlying tone. Yes. Like one of my favorite books um, called Brave New World Mm -hmm. um, is all written about that. And it's all about like, hey, this is what the world could be. And at the time, people were discussing the world of being. But it was a really, hey, do we really want this? Do we Mm -hmm. really want to not have feelings and have drugs cover up all our emotions? Do we really want to not have to worry about raising our children because they will be raised by the government? And so it's like the whole thing makes it sound like it's a great idea and you pay attention to the tone and then suddenly it's all sarcasm right which is exactly what this is which i love everything about it yes because it's very intellectual Mm -hmm. um it's very smart and well written where some people could be like oh that was section honor and other people are like holy crap that shade was thrown right so it's wonderful and i'm very unimpressed i have to say with journalists who i read their articles about this who said clearly they had made up look how nice he's being to edison look how nice everything he said and i would like to say nothing he said was nice no i mean saying that he that it was a phenomenon that he was as successful as he was it's pretty much just saying <laughs> he got lucky multiple times he says it's almost a miracle like almost so impossible that you could do this that it almost feels like it must be from God, which Tesla does not believe in. <laughs> so, really, he's not complimenting him. No, he And isn't. I feel like in the culture of, you know, current times, that people should be able to figure that out, that he's being sarcastic. He hates him passionately. And he's trying to say that he's nothing, that he's worthless, and, like, he's not even trying to do anything. Especially the part where he's like, Edison's so dedicated, and gosh, I wasted my life being cultured and learning all those languages. Right, when he's like, I, you know, I spent time studying a dozen languages. Yeah. It's very much so like he's throwing out his own achievements. Of course, like, yeah, in a way that sounds like he's belittling himself. Right. Yeah, no. So when it, I read so many articles that were like, look at they're friends now. And I'm like, they are not friends. They will not be friends for the rest of their lives. Like... <laughs> They won't. Um, Here's another, I think, quote from uh, Tesla about Edison. He says, If he had a needle to find in a haystack, he would not stop to reason where it would most likely be, but would proceed at once with the feverish diligence of a bee to examine straw after straw until he found the object of his search. I was almost a sorry witness of such doings, knowing that a little theory and calculation could have saved him 90% of his labor. Which is funny to me because there's that quote from Edison that's like, I think it is from Edison, or it's at least attributed to him usually, that it's like, it's um, 
10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. Right. Um, and basically, t- like, Tesla is countering with, like, I could save you 90%. Right. If you just had some inspiration. Right, absolutely. It's like, hey, that's great that you're working super, super hard, but you aren't working with your head. Yeah. And you're wasting a lot of time, and you could have really been something, mm-hmm. and instead you weren't. You sucked. Albert Einstein himself congratulates Tesla on his 75th birthday, on Tesla's 75th birthday. Um, he says, as an eminent pioneer of, in the realm of high-frequency currents, I congratulate you on the great success of your life's work. Oh, that's precious. Which is pretty cool. Um, he built, uh, oh, this is where I was putting in the radio about Marconi. I just assumed I hadn't put it in here, but it is. Hooray. So he builds a radio-controlled boat in Madison Square Garden in 1898. Uh, in the article I read, it said, here's where things get sticky. Oh. <laughs> Which is gross. Yeah, it sounds very sexual. Yeah. So later, Marconi sets up a long-distance demonstration using the Tesla oscillator to transmit the signals across the English Channel. So he's using Tesla's stuff to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, who isn't? And then an amendment um, he makes overcomes... Uh, the references, I don't know what it's talking about, as well as Marconi's pretended ignorance of the nature of the Tesla oscillator being little short of absurd. Uh, so it's ridiculous that he he's like, I don't know if that's Tesla's or not, is basically what he's saying. Right. Um, the Tesla oscillator had become a household word in both continents, Europe and North America. Wow. And he's like, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Which is just, you're his friend. Right. Um, yeah, one, you're his friend, and two, you're having these made... That doesn't speak good of you in any way. No. Um, and both Edison and Andrew Andrew Carnegie, um, who is another, like, rich dude, basically, um, invest in Marconi, right? So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're against Tesla? Let me give you some money. Right. Um, and Edison became a consulting engineer of American Marconi, which is his company. Oh. Um, and on December 12th, 1901, he's the, uh, Marconi is the first to transmit and receive signals across the Atlantic Ocean, which is why people say that he invented radio, because he's the first to do that, because he had a patent for it. So he was the only one who could do it, Um, even though Tesla was already doing it, and he was using Tesla's stuff. Right. Cool. What a douche. (laughs) I feel really bad for Tesla just in his whole life, because it's just people... Crapping on him constantly. And birds crapping on him. <laughs> but he likes that, apparently. He accepts the birds. He accepts the bird germs. <laughs> but anyway. In his life, on his arms, um, in a moving carpet, a living carpet. Otis Pond, who's an engineer who was working for Tesla That's at the time. also a terrible name. They have really bad names at this time. I mean, uh, Otis is okay, because I guess think of pugs every sure. single time, because Milo and Otis is precious, and if you haven't seen it, then please do and be happy <laughs> forever. Right. Um, but yeah, Otis Pond sounds That's like... not a, great. It kind of sounds like a disease. That's bad. But he's an engineer who's working for Tesla, and he says, looks as if Marconi got the jump on you about radio. Which right. I was like, thanks, douche. Everybody knows. And then Tesla replied, Marconi is a good fellow. Let him continue. He's using 17 of my patents. <laughs> <laughs> so, so possibly seems like he's being jovial and jokey, but I don't think so. No. I think he's pretty pissed. And he's just trying to play it cool. Right. He's trying not to be bitter at the world and be hardened forever. Well, and he thought that, like, I have these patents and, like, we can go to court, um, which is what Edison normally does to get money. He takes people to court about his patents. 
um, like, oh, they're encroaching on my patent, and then he wins money for it. They right. have to pay him as such as the government. Right. And he has the money to be able to go through the court system. Where Tesla does not. Right. So he just figures that, like, I have all these patents, and they know that Marconi's using them, so they're going to fix it. No. Um, it says Tesla's calm confidence is shattered in 1904 when the U.S. Patent Office suddenly and surprisingly reverses its previous decision and gives Marconi the patent for the invention of radio. No. Yeah. Oh, I guess mean. I guess it was Marconi. Just kidding. Which is why you don't know that Tesla invented radio. Right. And why if anyone's ever heard about who invented radio, they're going to say Marconi, which sucks. <laughs> Because it's not true. Uh, the reasons for this have never been fully explained, uh, but the financial backing for Marconi in the United States suggests one possible explanation. So he's paying them. Yeah, that was my guess. Um, he's embroiled in other problems at the time when Marconi won the Nobel Prize in 1911. Um, Tesla's furious because, of course, he doesn't deserve it. Right. Um, he sued the Marconi company for infringement in 1915, but was in no financial condition to litigate a case. Right. And um, it wasn't until 1943, a few months after Tesla's death, that the Supreme Court upheld his radio patent. Uh, and so they switched it again. But it's after he dies. So. Does he have it now? Like, if we look in history? I or think technically, under- yeah. It says, the oh, and the court apparently had a selfish reason for doing this, for switching it back to Tesla. Um, Marconi was suing, the Marconi company was suing the United States government for use of its patents in World War One. So he's saying, hey, you used my patents in World War One, and you owe me money. Right. And so they were like, no, oh, you well, didn't get radio. It, it was person, Tesla. And then we don't have to pay you. Yes. Um, so it's not even, like, because they were trying to fix their mistake. It was literally just, like, they didn't have the money to pay for it because of the war. Right, and before, they switched it to him anyways because they got money. Yep, so whoever has money or won't take money away from them, that's what they're going to do. Because that's how scientific fact works. And that's how government works. Hooray! We love money. Ooh. Um... So there are some people who will tell you that alternating current was developed by other people, and there is, it's really hard in the um, electric war times, you know, with all of this science that everyone's doing, to say who does what first. Right. It's very difficult. And you have to really, like, get a definition of what you mean by first and, like, accomplished it. Um, like, I would say that Tesla did do the alternating current First, because he got major mo- motors to work that way first. Right. So whether uh, he discovered being, the theory of it, right. he was the first one to put in practice in a way that people actually use. Yes, because it was for the Edison company that was going to use it for, like, the city, right? Because um, some people ar- argue that it's Michael Faraday came up with the principle, and then uh, Hippolyte Pixie came up with the uh, useful practice, right? In the 19th century, early 19th century, he says, so early 1800s, um, before Tesla was born, is basically what they're saying. Right, but Tesla, Um, we also know, went to a university and studied and learned, so it's very possible he could have encountered things that other people wrote, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't get credit for actually putting it into practice. And there's an argument to make that he does it in America, and so perhaps that's perceived as being first because of it being America. Right, because um, we have to be the best, because even though we never are. <laughs> Europe doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but obviously it does. And um, but, but in any case, there's an argument to be made that that's not his accomplishment. Which is fine, because he does so many other things. That really, that's not that big of a deal to me. Um, 
but this person wanted you to know that they uh, they don't believe that Tesla invented it, that they were using AC in medical in the medical world before he was even born. Um, and uh, they say that he did revi- refine it so that he tweaked it to make it better, but he didn't invent it. He didn't discover it, um, which, like, who cares? <laughs> well, people um, that are, you know, nerding out over that person probably do. Right. There's also claims about whether or not he invented radar, um, and there's a comic, uh, The Oatmeal did a comic about I Edison. I love The Oatmeal. Amazing. They did one about Edison and Tesla, and basically it's all about how cool Tesla is and all about how Edison sucks, which is, you know. Your favorite. Clearly, I agree. Um, but this article was like, did he invent that? It's just trying to be sassy and annoying, basically. Uh, and it says, nope, he pitched the idea but never developed a prototype. And I'm like, yeah, but you can patent ideas. So. Yeah. Maybe he didn't. Or maybe he couldn't for some reason, but um, you can. Um, and they said, but every time they say that, they back it up with something to be nice so that Tesla fans don't destroy them because mm-hmm. there are a lot of them on the internet. Uh, and this is under, like, if you Google, like, you know, Edison versus Tesla, like, oh, this is one of the right. articles that comes up because um, that's what I did. Uh, and he says, that said, a lot of his work did become the backbone of radar research in the 1930s, but there was a lot of work done between Tesla's work and the eventual development of radar. So basically he's saying he thought of the idea, but he didn't do anything with it. So he didn't invent it. And I'm just like, "Ah." once again, it depends on how you define inventing and where you think the person uh, in the process started it. Right. So um, I'm actually going to do an episode uh, soon about Louis Le Prince, who um, is the inventor of film. Um, Is he French? He is French. He sounds French. He's very French. Um, But some people will think that Edison invented film, um, and other people think it was people before Le Prince. So it really depends, because once again, it's the same kind of thing, but it's all happening at the same time. There's also the Lumiere brothers, um, who are French also, who could be considered having invented cinematography and film. Um, But yeah, I'm going to talk about that too um and it really just depends how you look at it how you define it um but i think by a lot of people's uh understanding of what film is that they would tell you that le prince was first uh in the same way that a lot of people will tell you that tesla is first on a lot of stuff right um but anyway so edison claims that he never made anything that killed people right because i talked about earlier he's like a pacifist dude right um but his company invented the electric chair oh <laughs> And he also personally did kill things. Elephants. Not people. They're things. He's, he's only worried about people. <laughs> but the electric chair, uh, according to Wikipedia, has killed at least 128 people in the U.S. Less than I thought, actually. Uh, but but he, still not great. Not great, because if he's claiming killed nobody. Right. No. And also, that's just in the U.S. So. Cool. Uh, just in case you're wondering, he's a liar face. <laughs> and, like, for a lot of those, he wasn't alive. Right. Because they use the electric chair well after Edison died. Right. But um, it was related to his company. So perhaps it wasn't him, but I don't care. Um, apparently there were uh, families in the neighborhoods where Edison's laboratory was. And they began noticing that their pets were missing. Oh. Um, and that was because Edison was paying schoolboys 25 cents a head for live cats and dogs. Was he doing experiments on them? Apparently. Oh, oh. cool. That makes me sad. 
Uh, so there's a quote that someone says, I remember Tom Edison telling them that direct current was like a river flowing peacefully into the sea, while alternating current was like a violent torrent rushing violently. I don't know why there's so much violence. Um, <laughs> over a precipice. Imagine that. Why, they even had a professor named Harold Brown who went around talking to audiences and electrocuting dogs and old horses right on stage um, to show how dangerous alternating current was. So apparently that's where he's getting the dogs, and that's what he's using them for. Just look how evil it is. I think that Tesla should have had his pigeons attack him mm-hmm. um, violently. You know, as like a, a really intense karma. Um, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> been, if he could control the pigeons. Right. Um, apparently at the same time that that's happening, um, a murderer is about to be executed in the first electric chair. So Edison is alive when this happens. Um at New York's Auburn State Prison, Professor Brown had succeeded in illegally purchasing a used Westinghouse generator in order to demonstrate once and for all the extreme danger of alternating current, right? Because Westinghouse is the one that's using alternating current generators right. because of Tesla. Um, the guinea pig was William Kemmler, a convicted ex-murderer. Ex-murderer, sorry. Not ex-murderer. He's refined. Uh, ex-murderer. Well, I mean, if he goes into prison, he technically isn't murdering anymore, probably. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily by choice. But he died, it says he dies horribly on August 6, 1890, in an awful spectacle far worse than hanging, which of course it is. Um, the technique was later dubbed Westinghousing. Oh. Even though he had nothing to do with it. Because they used his generator. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> so they're just good at um, PR. Right. Really is what's happening. This is an unfortunate uh, thing for me to tell you. But I'm related to Thomas Alva Edison. Oh. He's my 10th cousin, four times removed. So it's not even really that distant, unfortunately. I think that's pretty distant. It's, it kind of is, and at the same time, it's far too close for me to be happy about it. Well, I mean, but there can only be so many generations in between you with how close you guys true. are living together. That's true. But I hate him. I wish I was not related to him at all. Anyway. Well, you can find his little, like, face mold thing, and you can destroy his it with peace. Right. I'm pretty sure it's at, like, a museum. Um, excuse me. <laughs> Have you ever seen Ocean's Eleven? National Treasure. Wait. Or Ocean's... <laughs> what's the one that's all women? Is that Ocean's Nine? Never seen any of them. Has it even come out yet? I don't think so. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. But I would never know. I could not help you with that. <laughs> um, Tesla discovers x-rays, um, and then he realizes that they're crazy dangerous, um, and he stops. Mm. immediately stopped using them. Because he's like, that's bad. They are dangerous. They're, They're very dangerous. Very important. They are, but like at the time, they didn't know how to block them. Right. They didn't understand radiation probably so as well. So he was like, that's cool, and then realized it was bad, and he was like, not touching that with a 10-foot pole right now. I got other stuff to do. That's cool. Yeah. Edison, however, um, almost went blind by continuously shooting them into his eyes. <laughs> and abused them so much on his employee, Clarence Daly, or Daly, that he had to have his arms amputated. Oh, my gosh. And later died anyway because he had um, metastasinal cancer. Oh, that's because terrible. Because of the x-rays. I also think it's interesting that he kept shooting him into his eyes because yeah. you don't have bones there. Like, why? And so, like, <laughs> did you not understand what it does? Probably not. And you're also just, like, very persistent, like, I'm going to make something out of this. <laughs> and you're just going to keep shooting them in your eyes. Like, literally does nothing. Yeah. Nothing positive. I have a quote from him that says, Don't talk to me about x-rays. I am afraid of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why wouldn't you be? Right. Of course you are. Somebody says, If Edison hadn't invented those things, other people would have. 
which is a quote from DeGraff. I don't know who he is, but it's true. Isn't that true about a lot of things, though? I mean, not that I'm defending Edison, but... Of course. Um, yes. Isn't that how the world but works? But really, I think what he's saying is, especially at the time, everyone's right. working on the same Like, shiz. he wasn't so special that he invented these things. Right. It's just that he happened to get to it first, or he happened to have right. a patent, or he happened to have the resources. And on the or... other hand, there are some things that Tesla discovered that probably wouldn't have been discovered, I think, for a long time if right. he hadn't figured them out. Right. Um, that Edison used to enhance further things that he was doing. Right. And or so other did, people. Other radio face boy. Yeah. I um, forgot his name already. And, and like it, <laughs> Marconi. Uh, and same with the, the part of the phone that right. was used until 1980. That's a long time for them to be like, good enough, we don't need to improve right, it. Right, for really any invention. Like, yeah, that's like 100 years. Oh, that's intense. Yeah, so. Because it's not as if phones didn't like, change in that meantime. No, no phones kept lot. on changing, but a they lot. kept one part of the phone the same because it worked. for 100 years. That's amazing. It's crazy. So yeah, basically like, Anybody could have invented a light bulb. Right. Get over yourself, Edison. There's lots of people who were working on it, and you just got there first. Lucky you, I guess. This is in Tesla's later life. Um, he gets some financial backing from J.P. Morgan. Ooh. Yeah. Whose name you've heard of because he was a fancy boy. I have a Chase Bank account, so there I'm assuming it's the same person. It's named after him. Because how many J.P. Morgans really are Yeah, there? he was a banking dude, and at the time, in late 1800s, banking is where it's at. You make so much money. You make um, bank. You make bank. <laughs> um, and so then Tesla began building a global communications network, which was centered on a giant tower, which we talked about earlier. Like, I imagine him in this big tower all by himself. Oh. Here we go. Um, giant tower at Warden Cliff on Long Island. Um, but funds ran out. He ran oh. out of money. And Morgan uh, balked at his grandiose schemes. He was like, this is ridiculous. I'm taking my money elsewhere. Which is fair. Right. But sad. Um and then the land was up for sale apparently not too long ago, and it still has the tower there and everything. Um, and through crowdfunding, um, the oatmeal bought it. What? Yeah. And now um, they're going to turn it to a Tesla museum. The what first one in the world. The oatmeal? Why do they care so much about Tesla? They love him. And so they <laughs> bought this land. So they can Fantastic. make a Tesla museum out of it. It's so cool. And they can have comics all around, like yeah. on the walls, awkwardly attributing to themselves as well. I hope so. Um, and apparently, uh, Tesla... Through crowdfunding? Through crowdfunding. They were like, help us. I read the article, and I was like, oh no, did they get it? And then I read a different article, and they were like, we got it! And I was like, great. That is... Do we have any idea how much crowdfunding was a part of the process? Like, how much money was raised? Uh, I don't remember. You could look it up, but I'm I don't lazy. know. <laughs> That's why I'm but, uh, here. That's for you cool to tell because, me everything. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, it's cool because uh, I think that someone was planning on buying the land and tearing the tower down. Oh. Because it's just been sitting there. Right. So they were like, I'm going to use Doing this nothing. for something useful, you know, instead of it just sitting there. And then the oatmeal was like, no, we want it. Can we go there? Uh, I don't think it's up and running yet. I mean, I looked when it, it up. starts. Oh, of course. Can I'm... you pay for my playing ticket? <laughs> mm, no. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> Off the air. Okay. Anyway, um, apparently uh, Tesla, one article said, innovation runs through his blood, right? Uh, and there's a quote from Tesla where he says, My mother was an inventor of the first order and would, I believe, have achieved great things had she not been so remote from modern life and its multifold opportunities. She invented and constructed all kinds of tools and devices and wove the finest designs from threads which were spun um, by her. 
Hmm. That can't be right. She has a vagina. <laughs> Gross. I mean, she obviously can't think. <laughs> but no, Tesla, so, which I think is adorable, it's just him being like, I'm inventive because of my mom. No, that's amazing. Which is really cool, right? And especially because it must have been, like, really, it would have been impossible for her, one, because she's a woman. Right. And two, because she's living in a poor, remote area, and her husband works in the clergy. So they're not going to let her, like, do science and event stuff. Right. Um, the Especially only reason when, Tesla when gets science and religion like, oftentimes battle against each other in right. a lot of people's eyes. Exactly. Like, the only reason Tesla gets to is because he's, like, the fourth son or whatever, the fourth kid. And he moves away. And, yeah, he leaves. <laughs> Bye. So he countered uh, Edison's, like, look how dangerous alternate current is by electrocuting animals. He countered that by publicly subjecting himself to 250,000 volt shocks to demonstrate AC's safety. Oh, uh, which there is, I don't remember, my dad used to tell me how electricity worked, and I don't remember how it was. But it's like the difference between volts and watts, and that volts, I think watts are the ones that hurt you, and volts don't, really. And he would tell me that like one of them was the size of a tube, and the other one was how fast water was being pushed through it. So basically, like, watts were the speed and, like, volume of water, and that volts were the size of the tube. So, like, if you have a whole bunch of volts and not very many watts, it just, like, trickles out. But if you have, like, not very many volts and a lot of watts, then it's going to, like, blast in your face like a hose. Mm. I could be exactly wrong, and it could be exactly the opposite. But... It sounds amazing to me. That's what my dad used to say, and so I think that's what he was doing, because that's a lot of volts. Yeah. But I don't know how many watts it was. I mean, I trust he knew what he was doing because yes. he, or he should. Have done it. <laughs> or he wouldn't have done it. Um, so he designs the first hydroelectric power plant at Niagara Falls. Hooray! Yay! And that's why he has a thing there. Which is so smart because and we still so use them. much water. That can generate obscene amounts of power. Right. And we still use them now. That's what dams are for. Hooray! And they're extremely useful and they make energy very cheap. Like, uh, Moses Lake, where I'm from, actually has, like, some of the lowest energy bills in the entire country. Really? Um, and it's because of the Columbia River Dam. Um, Which, for the record, or, I think River, sorry, we Grand as Cooley humans Dam. just Dam. took um, credit for dams when really it was beavers. <laughs> but they were um, using it for power. <laughs> they didn't have the patent, though. And yeah. so we just stomped on their ground. Whatever. Your stupid sticks. Kick them out of here. You guys not with your big old teeth. Uh, Grand Coulee Dam, I meant. Yeah, not no, it's not Columbia, Columbia. River. Stupid. But Grand Coulee Dam uh, makes everything in that area crazy cheap for Oh, power. absolutely. And there's so much of it. There's a ton. Um, anyway, uh, but so he creates that in Niagara Falls. Um, and it says, harnessing the power of waterfalls he had marveled at since childhood. Like, he thought they were cool and powerful, and then now he gets to harness that into energy. Well, they are all of that. Um, the con- it's true. The construction took three years, and the That's power... Short. Yeah, it's very short. And the power first flowed to homes in nearby Buffalo in uh, November 16th, 1896. Wow. So it's pretty early, too, in his, like, fight with uh, Edison. Good for him. There's a Tesla... There is a Tesla statue on Goat Island that overlooks the falls. (laughs) Goat Island? Goat Island. Please tell me you can just go there and just hang out with goats and just watch them play. And hang out with Tesla. I mean, he's dead, so I I don't want that. Okay, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I don't want his ghost, like, creeping up in my business. That's fair. It's creepy. <laughs> um, oh, and this is what I was talking about, about the fair. The World's Fair. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. kind of out of order, but, like, it's more subject order, I guess. Um, so it says, at night, the fair was lit up by electricity. Um, who would light the fair was, you know, the big deal. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Edison and Westinghouse both put bids into the fair. General Electric Company, 
um, which is Edison and Morgan's company. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I should have known that. Yeah, GE. Um, first bid to light the fair for $1.8 million, which is a lot mm-hmm. of money. Because right. that's in the past time. Right. So it's a lot of money. Um, when $50,000 is a million dollars, $1.8 million is hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, the bid did not go over well. They don't like that. They're like, that's a lot. Um, and they did a second bid that was $554,000. So significantly less, but still a lot of money. Unbeknownst to the General Electric, however, uh, Westinghouse, armed with Tesla's new induction motor, proposed to light the fare for $399,000. So significantly less. Um, and Westinghouse won, and the whole World's Fair is lit up by Tesla and Westinghouse. Interesting. Right. Super cool. Um, and Tesla's, because of that, Tesla's AC uh, polyphase system, don't know what that is, um, would be on display for not only the U.S. to see, but the whole world. Look how cool I am. Hooray, Serbia. Um, yeah. And he planned on using uh, GE bulbs, right, from uh, General Electric, but Tesla mm, says no. We're not going to sell you any. Hmm. Which I'm like, great, douche. Um, So instead, Westinghouse comes up with a more efficient double stopper light bulb. What's up? (laughs) Wait, wait, no. So you said Tesla. So Edison wouldn't sell him the bulbs. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, Tesla's like, hey, can we use your GE bulbs? And Edison's like, no, because he's mad that he didn't win the money. Right. And so he's like, cool, I'll make my own. Oh, yeah, it's better. It's better. Surprise. Stupid. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's pretty great. And Westinghouse, I have a little bit about him here. He's pretty cool. Um, he he was the inventor of railroad air brakes, so that helps railroads, you know, or like trains stop. So that's useful. With air? With air. Um, and he heard about Tesla's inventions, and he thought he was the missing link in a long-distance power transmission, like that Tesla was going to nail it. And he came to his lab, and he purchased some of his patents for $60,000, which... Uh, included $5,000 in cash, which wow. is a lot, uh, like just ready to go, and 150 shares of stock in the Westinghouse Company, which is a pretty big company. That's amazing. Um, and he also agreed to pay royalties of $2.50 per horsepower of electrical capacity that was sold, which is a lot. Um, and he apparently, it says, with other inventions in mind, Tesla quickly spent half of the money that he was given uh, on a new laboratory, which was the one in uh, Wardenclyffe. In the tower? Yep. Apparently, people have said that Tesla and Edison didn't hate each other. Tesla and Edison learned to live with each other, it says. Not literally, but... Um, he noted that Edison sent Tesla an autographed picture when Tesla started to become well-known. How is that being nice? Right. That's such a hey, douchey thing to do! You're getting more famous, so I'm going to honor you with the photo of my face. That I signed. That I signed. That's not nice. No. This is another one of the times when I'm like, they're not being nice! Stop pretending like they were friends. They're not friends. I don't know what this historical revisionism is, but I hate it. Right. I mean, if, if they were not even in the same field, then that could potentially make more sense of like, oh, hey, you are sure. honoring your craft in literature right. and I'm honoring my craft in electricity and development. So I'm going to acknowledge your accolades, but saying, right. hey, you're rising up in the ranks of the business that I also do. Here's a photo of me 
signed mm-hmm. is is a power play. That's not totally. a, that's not a, a friendship move. It was meant to infuriate him. Right. It was meant to yeah. be like, hey, I'm still more famous than you. Totally. If Twain, if they weren't friends, and Twain had sent him a signed photo of him, Tesla would have lost his mind. He would have been so excited and happy and thought that was the greatest thing ever. Right. He would have just played with pigeons for hours. Right. With the picture and been like, look. <laughs> uh, look at my thing. Don't eat it. <laughs> But, yeah, Edison doing that? No. It also says apparently the younger man, being Tesla, thought well of the gesture and cherished the token. I'm like, doubt it. Um, Later, when Tesla appeared before the American Institute of Electrical Engineers to promote his wireless scheme, Edison put a rare appearance in to hear what he had to say. To show his appreciation, says Carlson, Tesla got everyone to give the old man a standing ovation. I'm like, once again, I think it's him being douchey. Right. Like, Tesla being douchey. Being like, oh, look who's here, the honored and wonderful Edison. Everybody stand up and clap for him. Right. Like, it's another power play and just being sassy boys. Right. Um, So there was uh, this thing that I had heard this story before, and this was mostly why I wanted to do this episode, actually. It's because of the story? Yes, and it was so hard for me to confirm that it was true. Almost impossible. But I heard this story, and I'm going to assume it's true because I like it, that Edison dies. (laughs) Right? You love that. That's not the story. (laughs) The end. It's just he's dead. And then Tesla is an old, old man. And the Nobel Prize uh, committee is like, hey, we want to give you a prize in, like, physics or something. But it's going to be an Edison-Tesla prize together. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. And that this was the only Nobel Prize he could possibly get, basically, right. Tesla. But um, he has to share it. Mm-hmm. And Edison's dead. Right, with a dead guy, which sucks. So seemingly, um, you know, really, he's getting it by himself. Right. It just also has Edison's name on it. Right. Um, but then he said, no, I don't want it. So they were like, hey, do you want this? And he was like... If I have to share with Edison, no. Like, can I just have it? And they were like, no. You're not good enough for it by yourself, apparently. And so he was like, no, I won't do it. Even when Edison's dead and Tesla's like 70. He's old. And old Tesla is creepy looking. He looks like a skeleton man. And like, this is basically the highest honor he could get, right? Right. And for him to decline it clearly doesn't show that they're on good terms. Yeah, they're they're definitely friends. (laughs) When he's dead and he still says no. Um... But apparently, uh, I googled this a lot, um, and the Nobel Foundation said, any rumor that a person has not been given a Nobel Prize because he has made known his intention to refuse the award is ridiculous. Uh, A recipient could only decline a Nobel Prize after he has announced the winner. So they're saying they wouldn't have asked Tesla if they could give it to him. They would have just said, you're the winner with Edison, and then he would have said, no. Right. I don't want it. Um, Which is fine. But I don't necessarily believe that outright, especially with the tenuous situation of it being Edison and Tesla, that perhaps to not embarrass themselves, they did ask him ahead of time. That they were like, hey, we want to give this to both of you, but you're the only living recipient for it, and um, we know you have beef with him. Would you accept it if we gave it to you? And the Tesla was like, no, I wouldn't. And they were like, never mind then, because it's embarrassing right. if he doesn't accept it. But the Nobel Prize Foundation says that's absurd. They would never do such a thing. And I'm like, uh-huh. Just like the Supreme Court wouldn't swippy swap who's invented Patent. radio just because of money. Right. 
how they were, you know, they're too uh, good and they would never do such a thing. So I'm just like, whatever. Um, it's also hard to confirm. Uh, it says that the rivalry between them led to them both denying or being denied a Nobel Prize, right? It's hard to prove a negative. Um, if neither of them would accept the prize, the other was honored first um, and they would never share one. So neither of them were ever honored with one is kind of the idea. Right. That the Nobel Prize Foundation was like, it's going to be you together. And that both of them were like, no. And then even when Edison was dead and they were like, hey, we'd like to give you one to both of you, that Tesla was like, no, I still won't do it. And it would make sense that they did talk to him privately if they had already tried to give it to them before, maybe. And then they were like, mm-mm, we, we won't do it together. Right. But who knows? But I like the story anyway. That that's the, that's the extent of Tesla's pettiness about Edison. I will not accept it. I don't care how cool it is. And I don't care that he's dead. Like, I won't take it. If it has his name on it. Which is also weird because he did accept the Edison Award. But he basically did it to crap on Edison. Right. So And his friend talked him into that. It's true. And he was out there. Maybe the pigeons talked him into it, too. Who knows? Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> oh, so this is a... One of the things that, just some random cool things about Tesla, uh, and I might end up taking some of this out because it's kind of long, but uh, in the World's Fair, he took glass tubes and bent them into famous scientist names um, and created the first neon signs, apparently, oh, basically, with that. So that's, that's cool. Pretty cool. Because uh, he put, you know, light into it. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, he claimed to never sleep more than two hours a night. That's terrible. No wonder he was so raggedy. Uh, but he also admitted to dozing from time to time to <laughs> recharge his batteries. Um, during his second year of study at Graz, when he was a small young man, um, he developed a passion for and became very proficient at billiards. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. terrible cool. at pool. Chess um, and card playing, spending uh, more than 48 hours sometimes in one stretch at a gambling table. Oh my gosh. Which is where he lost all his money. Right. Um, but, you know, apparently he was decently good at it, which is actually the worst thing to be. You don't want to be good at it because then you think that you're going to be good all the time. Right. And that you can win a whole bunch of money. For nothing. Right. Gambling's bad. Don't do it. I have no desire to. I'm just, I'm telling the listeners. No, 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 it's okay. I understand the personal attack. (laughs) I am offended. This podcast is all. Lane, this is really about your gambling. It's an intervention. (laughs) Everyone just opens the door. (laughs) All my friends and family. That would be amazing. I've literally never gambled in my life. (laughs) They're like, don't do it. We know you've been doing it. We know you're harboring that seed in your soul. Dun, dun, dun. Um, on occasion, in his laboratory, he would work for 48 hours without sleep or rest. Uh, Kenneth Sweezy, uh, a journalist <laughs> whom Tesla befriended, confirmed that he rarely slept. He recalled one morning when Tesla called him at 3 a.m. I was sleeping in my room like one dead. Suddenly, the telephone ringed, awakening me. Tesla spoke animatedly with pauses as he worked out a problem, comparing one theory to another, commenting... Uh, and when he felt he had arrived at the co- solution, he suddenly closed the telephone. <laughs> so he calls him at three in the morning. He's like, okay, so I'm trying to figure this out. This thing. Maybe it's like this thing. Yeah. Okay. Bye. And just like hangs up the phone. Right. He's like, he I probably didn't even say bye. He was just like, oh, I got it. Click. Right. He just needed someone to be like there for external processing. Mm-hmm. And then he did it. And at three in the morning. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Being Tesla's friend is hard. So probably why he doesn't have very many friends. Probably why everyone steals his inventions and Whoops. makes money off of him. Uh, I've said before he was asocial. He doesn't really like people. Prone to seclude himself with his work. 
Um, but he did engage in a social life. Very many people spoke positively about him. Um, Robert Underwood Johnson described him as attaining a distinguished sweetness, uh, sincerity, modesty, refinement, generosity, and force. His secretary, uh, Dorothy Skerritt, who's, I think, his secretary for, like, most of his life, hmm. um, wrote, His genial smile and nobility of bearing always denoted the gentlemanly characteristics that were ingrained in his soul. Tesla's friend, Julian Hawthorne, wrote, Seldom did one meet a scientist or engineer who was also a poet, a philosopher, an appreciator of fine music, a linguist, and a connoisseur of food and drink. So he's very much saying he's a Renaissance man. Right. He does everything, and it's fascinating to watch him, which at this point is weird. Uh, Renaissance men are obviously popular in the Renaissance, um, but that was 400 years ago. And now, uh, especially in, like the early 1900s, it's all about being good at the one thing and being really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, very focused. Right. Uh, like, you know, people who made a lot of money who were good at railroads, and people made a lot of money who were good at banks, and right. people making a lot of money who were good at electricity. And Monopolizing are, what you do. Mm-hmm, and people are going to make a lot of money at planes. But it requires that, like, super focus, mm-hmm. um, which I think is part of why people really like Tesla, too. It's like Tesla knew a lot of stuff, and he didn't limit himself um, to just electricity. Like, obviously, he spent a lot of time on it, but he was good at a lot of things, and he was still very good at what he was doing. Like, remarkably good. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, not that Edison didn't care about electricity and the inventions, because he probably did, but you can tell there's a very strong appeal for the fame and the prestige and mm-hmm. the finances of it, where it's an obvious abandonment of that care when it comes to Tesla, that he is in it because he loves science and he loves inventing, and he's just curious and wants to be able to pursue that, right. rather than he wants to do it because he can make, you know, $5 million. Yeah, he's not about the money, which unfortunately for him makes him poor his entire life. Um, but, you know, good job. <laughs> I do know what it's like to be poor. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> good job. Good job, Lane. <laughs> You've never made money in your life. Good job. No, I'm doing okay. Uh, you're all right. <laughs> don't worry, Mom, Dad. You're never listening to this ever, but don't worry. I'm doing fine. okay. Don't worry about it. I need to start crying. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> Edit this out immediately. Uh, so Tesla works every day from 9 to 6 or later. Um, with dinner at exactly 8.10 p.m., which is quite late. Very specific, um, too. At, uh, just wait. <laughs> at Delmonico's restaurant, and later at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, um, he would telephone his dinner order to the head waiter, who would uh, also be the only one who served him, which Tesla ordered that that was how that was going to be. Uh, the meal was required to be ready at 8 o'clock. He dined alone, except on a rare occasion when he would give a dinner to a group to meet his social obligations. Interesting. <laughs> he would then resume his work often until 3 a.m. And then he'd do his little nap sleep. It's funny how much of a creature of habit he is for someone who's so eclectic. Right. Um, for exercise, he walks between 8 to 10 miles a day, which is a lot. Um, and he's a tiny man. He's very skinny. So I'm like, I'm surprised he walked so much. Well, he also was a ditch digger for a while. After it's true. He's not, he's not really weak, but he is a very slight man, especially right. when he's older. And uh, apparently he would curl his toes 100 times for each foot <laughs> every night because uh, he said it stimulated his brain cells. That's uh, This is basically just random weirdness about him I have at the end I'm here. I'm doing that right now. Let's see if I get smarter. Do it. Um, suddenly you're like a genius at the end of the podcast. Um, he became a vegetarian in his later years, living only on milk, bread, honey, and vegetable juices. Interesting. I mean, sure. Um, in 1952, um, which is after he dies, 
Um, following pressure from Tesla's nephew, Sava Kosanovic, uh, Tesla's entire estate was shipped to Belgrade in 80 trunks marked NT, Nikola Tesla. In 1957, Kosanovic's secretary, Charlotte Muzar, transported his ashes from the United States to Belgrade. The ashes are now in a gold-plated sphere on a marble pedestal in the Nikola Tesla Museum, because there is one, and it's in Serbia. I wonder if it's now going to end up in the other one, or if they're going to keep it in Serbia. I don't think that Serbia would give it up. Like I said, he's their only dude. Right. He's their dude. He's their token penis. (laughs) He's their only, like, person who's famous. And he's pretty famous, so good job. We're happy that we got to have him for some time. And he was pretty cool. But yeah, that's basically it. Hooray! Tesla is cool. Edison is the worst. And, um... Don't speak ill of your family, Alexis. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I hate him so much. I'm going to do a whole other episode about how much I hate him. I know. I noticed when you brought about up... Louis Louis the, yeah. Yeah. That, so I was thinking about how it was a subtle way to be able to express your disdain for him once more. That was Hysterical History Today. Podcast about funny stuff. Was it funny today, though? I mean, I think it's pretty funny. Tesla's really funny because he's a he, He's boy. weird, yeah. He's weird and like... His pigeon love is my <laughs> easily favorite thing. I wanted to talk about that for hours. Right, no, completely fair. Like, you kept on going away from it. I'm like, girl, bring it <laughs> no, back no, to no. the pigeons. Back to the bring pigeons. Bring it on back. What's happening with the pigeons, though? No, like, apparently... Like, is he making them carrier pigeons? Like, are, no. are they... They're just friends. No, but I want them to be carrier pigeons. No, apparently there was one pigeon that he, like, especially loved and was, like, his pet. And people think that he might have had, like, a weird romance with Bestiality. it. Yeah, so that's cool. But the, but he had, like... Birdstiality. He had, like, human human affection for it more than the other ones and more than most people that he knew. So Interesting. Yeah, he's a pigeon lover. It's very weird. It's usually most of what people know about him is, like, he did some stuff with the alternating current, and also he was crazy and obsessed with pigeons. <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, what else do you need to know about that's him? That's it. That's all that's important. And then all you need to know about Edison is he electrocuted animals and stole them from neighborhoods. And just had kids kidnap them so he could kill them. Great. Fantastic. And then he died. That was awesome. <laughs> but, Yeah. Uh, I also really like talking about historical figures that people really like or think that they like. Right, so you can trash on it forever? I just want them to know that uh, historical figures are people and inventors are people. And some people are good and some people are horrible demons. Um, And I included this stuff about, like, Tesla and eugenics to point out that, like, Tesla's not perfect. You know, he has some ideas that are bad. I didn't actually talk about his death ray, but he was trying to do that for a while. Ooh, I don't remember if it's a death ray or a death beam. He was very specific about which one he wanted people to use, and I don't know which one it was. How fascinating. But, um, yeah, he's like, not a death ray, it's a death beam. Or the other way around. But he wanted the government to use to kill people in war. Uh, So he wasn't a pacifist. But, you know, um, I think pros to cons, Tesla definitely wins. Right. But, I mean, it's a very interesting thing about how history can change based off of what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And America, I mean, I'm sure every nation is this way, but, I mean, I don't know anything about history when it comes to America. So do you think I really know about Serbian (laughs) history? No, I barely knew it was a country. Right. Um, And so, but when it comes to, you know... Especially history within your own nation, we all have a way to be able to edit history yeah. in a way that favors us. Right. And so, for us as a nation, generally, to find a way to, I want to lift up 
Edison, mm-hmm. who was, I'm assuming, born and raised in America, sure. um, instead of Tesla, who was an immigrant to the country, um, you know, just makes very much sense for us because we can't have pride in someone who isn't a U.S. citizen yeah. in the same way that we can have pride in someone who was. History doesn't um, like immigrants. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Um, America, ironically, hates them, even though we all are. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. And so, like, literally, that is our nation's founding. Yeah. Um, but, so, I just find that to be very, very interesting, um, but also very accurate to how history likes to be portrayed. Definitely. And the fact of it's what you want it to be many times versus what it is. You can control right. the dialogue when people are dead. Yep. And so, it's very, very easy. That's why they have the, uh, the saying, history is written by the victors. Um, Ooh, that's sassy, but yes. also smart. So, uh... It's smart. The people who... <laughs> ugh. <laughs> it's sart. Now you should have, like, a tattoo of smassy forever, smassy. and I'll have sart. <laughs> We're like, hey! Go we clubbing do. with, like, our... our <laughs> like. So thank you for joining us today and learning more about Tesla and Edison, the terrible rivalry that it was. And thanks for allowing me to be here. Please email all of your thoughts and opinions to hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Can you tell that Lane listens to the podcast? I do. (laughs) She didn't even have that written for me. That was clearly from my mind. Nailed it. Amazing. Also, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that's always cool. Lane left us one, and it's real nice and great. I did. I was the first one. You were. And Um, then my mom. Aw. She's the other? Yeah. Of the two? How cute. (laughs) Um, that's fantastic. We also have a Facebook page that I have not really been updating, but I'm going to, I promise, soon. So, But yes, let us know that. how you think. Let everyone know how terrible or great I did. So she should know <laughs> she should banish me forever or use me again if needs be. Yeah, let us know if you want Lane to come back. We promise that Haley will if be If you back. want a threesome, I mean, we can make a way to make that work. Spicy. It's so spicy. <laughs> Sounds like STDs everywhere when you say that. Just like gonorrhea burns to pee. <laughs> That's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like like um, like hot and sick. Like fancy dances. You know, like the tango. Right. Spicy salsa. Hey! Okay. I'm so sorry. Anyway, bye. 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 Bye.